We're on the boulevard. Vroom, vroom. Yes, here we are talking about some 2021 stuff. Um, Karen, I know you don't watch the network TV, but I'm going to talk about one that's concluding a fairly lengthy run uh, this week. It hasn't aired its finale yet as we record this, but by the time most people will listen to the podcast, it likely will have aired. That is the CBS show Mom with Allison Janney. You know, it's so funny because I thought that you were talking about something that might have been new on Netflix or something like that. And so I just looked it up on IMDb and it's like 170 episodes. And I'm like, what? Since 2013 with Allison Janney and Anna Faris and William Fitchner, who I often wonder, whatever happened to William Fitchner? Well, look, he's on Mom. Who the hell knew about this show? Apparently you did. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you have answered a bunch of uh, what I was going to tee up. But yes, (laughs) and it's part of the the Chuck Lorre um, catalog. Same guy who did Two and a Half Men and Big Bang Theory and Kaminsky Method, um, among other things. And also those first two, Big Bang and... Uh, two and a Half Men, also on CBS, and really one, two of the big shows that kept the network afloat. So yeah, it's a show about addicts in recovery, and it shapeshifted a couple times, and I think ultimately um, bettered itself over over its eight years. Um, it started out with uh, Allison Janney is mother to Anna Faris, uh, who herself has two teen kids, or like one was a tween and one was a teen. Um, and, you know, each had their own histories. Uh, Allison Janney was a bad, sometimes absentee mom, did lots of drugs, drank a lot, had several bouts in jail. The Anna Ferris character had done exactly the same. And it was kind of like generations of these women now living together and trying to figure their shit out and live a sober lifestyle. About Two seasons in, they got rid of Anna Faris's kids, and it was more about Allison Janney and and Anna Faris living together and the group of friends that they had uh, that they met through AA. Uh, now, Chuck Lorre is a sober person himself. This was a personal uh, kind of endeavor for him. It hit on closer emotional terrain than I think his other shows did. You know, it was a sitcom. Some of the Some of the stories were canned. Um, and felt felt that way. I always liked this stuff with the other women from AA the best, mm-hmm. uh, particularly Mimi Kennedy, who was also a, one of the parents on Dharma and Greg, a big veteran. Um, eventually, they brought in Kristen Johnston from Third Rock oh, from the Sun, yeah. uh, Jamie Presley from My Name is Earl um, and to form part of this group. And they were always and continue to be rock solid. The stories were usually pretty standard sitcom, sometimes dipped in a bit heavier to the dramatic. Um, there were a lot of guest stars. Ellen Burstyn at one point guest starred as Allison Janney's own mother who abandoned her. Melrose Place's own Courtney Thorne Smith had a couple episodes where she guest starred. Um, 
when she was married to Chris Pratt on a Ferris, he also had an episode. Octavia Spencer, who worked with Allison Janney on The Help and won the Oscar, had a recurring role. Rain Wilson from The Office. They got they got pretty good names, pretty solid working TV actors throughout. Um, and sometimes when the episodes um, focused more on when one character might be jeopardizing their sobriety, it was actually better than the comedic ones. Um, but yes, the William Fickner thing is actually one of the two best things that happened to the show. They brought him in as a disabled character. He was a stuntman who got injured and spends the rest of his life in a wheelchair. They brought him in in like season four, I want to say. And I thought for sure he was going to have a couple episodes and it was going to be eventually he and Alice and Janney break up. But no, he stayed on and eventually the characters even got married. And he's great. So yes, answers your question about what happened to him. Um, And it was a nice, though, like very tinged with sitcom humor relationship. Also felt like a very natural one. They have a lot of great chemistry together. It was really, really great to see him too. The other thing that happened during COVID, Anna Ferris announced she would not be coming back for this current season, which CBS ultimately announced would be its last, um, which meant all of the stories were about the group of women supporting each other. And I think this has actually been its strongest season as a result of all of them coming through for each other. Again, it is still a CBS sitcom in the Chuck Lorre world. There are a lot of lowbrow jokes. There are a lot of formulaic storylines that still happen over eight seasons. I'm not going to sit here and say it was great television. I'd probably give it, for its eight-season run, a, a B, but it's a solid B. Nothing higher, but probably nothing lower. Um, and ultimately, it ends up probably a better show than those other ones I mentioned better than big bang theory in its overall run and better than two and a half men in its overall run. So, you know, it's worthy because eight years of a, of a show primarily focusing on women and most women over 40 is not to be sneezed at. That is true. Um, And, and it's one of the few shows that really did not belittle what it's like to be sober, to be dealing with addiction and it's, the possibility of it, you know, falling off the wagon, encroaching in your life every day. Um, I think there were a lot of really honest moments on the show. Curious to see what they do in the finale, which was probably not intended to be a series finale when it was written and filmed. Uh, And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a really solid showcase for a lot of veteran TV performers. So there you go. Eight years of mom. Eight years. I had no idea that this was on TV. Wow. I'm glad Allison Janney is working. <laughs> yeah, I don't really worry about her, but yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody worry about Allison. She's fine. Um, I'm actually just like flipping through the pictures on IMDb, and even Colin Hanks was on this, and Joe Mangiello, and yeah, oh, they yeah, had a lot of guest stars. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Wow. All right. So that was Mom, and... I mean, I think we could talk about sort of late-breaking news this week of, uh, you know, Hollywood continuing to try and, uh, I don't know, recalibrate in our current culture. Oh, There's Hollywood. news about 
The Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the group that gives out the Golden Globes uh, and is an annual precursor to the Oscars, though it awards both film and television, um, came out came under a lot of fire with this year's slate of nominations um, because they didn't feel that it nominated an appropriately diverse amount of shows. And by that, I'm really saying they didn't nominate I May Destroy You with Michaela Cole from HBO, but... That led to a lot of people rewriting about things that had already been reported, but sticking better this time, that had there was no single black member of the Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, and I mean, that's so, shameful. I can't believe it is, that there it is, is, a, it is. I it mean, was never, it, it's, it's important to, to say this was never a secret. This yeah. was, you know, if you wanted to look and ask, the information was always right there and the internet has been around. Um, but yeah, it is ridiculous and it is shameful um and now people are trying to the hollywood foreign press who you can speak to a bit more because you've had some actual uh interaction with, with members uh, of their their body but um the, the globes have always been accused of being you know easy to buy and easy to impress and so now people, they said they were going to do the work and try and better themselves. And the consultants that they brought on basically gave their money back and said, forget it. We cannot do anything to save this organization a few weeks ago. Um, oh, is that what happened? See, I, I've only been kind of reading the headlines. I haven't actually yeah, like, dug into it. Yeah, and I don't it. know what happened oh! in, a few weeks after. Well, but that itself <laughs> seemed... were like, you guys are too far gone. <laughs> yeah, but that itself seemed a little ridiculous. Like, really, there's nothing that you can do to help them. There's nothing... You have to make a big show of abandon. Like something there seemed performative too on that side. But a few weeks of radio silence and then Netflix and Amazon said that they would not be supporting the the Golden Globes and they would not be campaigning their content for them, which is easy to say when it's April and May and you're in between award seasons. Um, and then shortly after that, NBC said the next year they would not be broadcasting yeah. The Globes, which they've done for the last 25 years. They didn't say they were abandoning them forever. They said this year and hopefully in 2023, things would be different. Shortly on the heels of that, Tom Cruise sent back his three Golden Globes. Uh, Mark Ruffalo released a statement damning them. Scarlett Johansson released a statement damning them. I should also say that during uh, the Oscars backstage press conference, after Daniel Kaluuya had won Best Supporting Actor, a reporter who later was revealed to be one of the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press confused him, who had just won the Academy Award with the actor Leslie Odom. Um, oh. She was asking him questions about the experience of being directed by Regina King. And you can very clearly find the clip of him realizing with the camera and the world watching him that she thinks he is a different black actor even though he has just won an Oscar and this is his moment of glory. So yes, that does speak to the membership of uh, the Hollywood foreign press as well. So Honestly, like, I can't like that, that is like, that is the Hollywood foreign press in a nutshell right there. That so I know, right I know there. that you've dealt with them um, in a closer way than I have. They're hideous. They're and like, hideous. Like they're 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 dumb. They're shallow. I mean, they're yeah. They're there's all, like no weight to them. All of right? the above. All of the above. Yeah. Um, there is uh, it. You know, when I was doing um an Academy Award campaign, 
for a client, you know, it was no secret. And this was over 20 years ago. It was no secret that they had, you had to buy them off. You, um, if you wanted the nomination or to, you know, we got the nomination, but I didn't have enough money in the arsenal to actually get him a win. But, you know, we, we had to, you had to, um, you know, you, you had to give them gifts. Um, that was part of the whole campaign process. It was like, you had to, you know, send them gifts. You had to show up, you know, they have all of these events leading up to, um, the Golden Globe, the Golden Globe nominations, um, and then also all these events leading up to the awards. They want they want touch time. They want yeah, to I mean, be star around fun. the stars. They they right. want they to want, be around they the want stars. junkets and dinners and meet and greets. They yeah. want yeah they want as much close access and like really just like photo ops mm-hmm. with celebrities and can be bought. I mean they're star fuckers, right? They are star fuckers. So the the idea that they would not include an actor of color of course they wouldn't particularly if the actor of color wasn't famous enough like right. like that, or not that or not just, or not doing their shit you know not campaign not or not showing up kissing right the like, ring. Yeah. yeah yeah like not kissing the ring that's exactly and it should be it. said like these are not necessarily critics but film journalists from around the world but not necessarily esteemed or educated or respected or known people right I mean, I think I think the org. I mean, I don't the know the history of the organization. I think it started that way, but it certainly snowballed. 40s. Yeah, it certainly snowballed into something completely different. And these are, I mean, they do not behave like journalists. Let's just put it that way. They do not behave like journalists. Um, you know, there is like, for example, when you're dealing with a reporter from the New York Times or from the Associated Press or even from the New York Post, for that matter, um, you know, even from the tabloids, there is a level of professionalism with the journalists that you're dealing with. Um, You know, they unless it's an emergency, they deal with you during business hours. Um, Like, you know, just sort of like really sort of more civilized things go on, you know, with with people from reputable outlets. Um, These folks are not that um they are i mean i don't know i mean i hate to say it but you know what they're bottom feeders yeah i mean that's what i thought you know and they're not you know they are not writing for reputable outlets necessarily i mean again i i think i think there were some that were I don't even know if the bbc was part of it or like i know that there was somebody um who was involved and he had a fairly fancy presenting job in terms of like, you know, a TV. Um, so, so there are some, but the majority of them no, And the majority of them, like I said, like you don't see journalists from the New York times or even the New York post for that matter, or the wall street journal or Associated Press or NPR, like you don't see even. No, they're not part of this field. You don't see them behaving the way that these these um these the members of that organization behave, just in terms of the fawning over the celebrities, in terms of only nominating stars, in terms you know 
all of that that goes on in that and and also the gifting i mean the gifting is like truly out of control and you know honestly i am not surprised to see netflix and amazon step up and set and and sort of like you know piffed at them you know i really i'm not surprised because they don't need the, the hollywood foreign press association needs them more than they need the hollywood foreign press exactly um, you know, and I think that for what for whatever reason, the studios were afraid of the Hollywood. They all knew. They all they all knew. They, these were, you know, that's who was advising me when I was doing the, this work. You know, the studios were the one tell, ones telling me the Hollywood. You know, you've got to do this. You've got a gift. You've got to spend money. You've got to, you know, your clients got to show up. They got to have dinners. They got, you know, like that's, you know, these are the studios. They know this. They know this about them, and they weren't putting a stop to it but i think netflix and amazon have such big coffers like they have so much money to develop work and they have an audience they don't have to worry about chasing it i mean sure they want the audience to build they don't want people to leave they don't want well in amazon's case you get it if you're prime and if you're already prime not because they want to watch amazon tv it's because they want two-day shipping i mean you know do you know Yeah, like you know Amazon I mean? really, yeah. you know, doesn't doesn't need them. Um, you, you know, they've got they they will always sell their subscriptions. They will they don't need the awards. I think the awards are nice. It's buzzy for them, but I think ultimately like the Oscars are what they need. They don't need the Hollywood Foreign Press. And I think that this is great because this kind of can now clear the decks you know, and either be rid of the organization altogether or um, or actually like spend some time completely revamping it from, you know, and cleaning house, which they desperately need. Yeah, I do think I don't know that it will go away. I, I see that as a distinct possibility where there is just a time where we had the Hollywood Forum Press. They gave out these awards and now we don't No, I think more likely there is going to be a big new house cleaning and vetting process and perhaps more distinguished people come on board and certainly diverse. Now the, the more curious one to me was NBC dropping the telecast. But again, I don't, that to me does not spell ballsy. That to me spells nobody's watching these award shows. So let's get the dead. That's what I see. (laughs) Let's get this dead shit off of our schedule and program something that people are actually going to. Yeah. And maybe cheaper. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's sort of, I mean, that's what I saw. You know, I didn't see this as NBC sort of like, you know, in their, you know, being magnanimous. You know what I mean? Like, no, NBC was doing this because they're looking at this, you know, sort of like all of these award shows are dying on the vine here. And they were like, oh, good. Now we have an excuse to get rid of this and get it off the schedule. You know, because, I mean, I don't, I know like Oscar numbers were ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, and, wow. and well, this whole year is an anomaly. The downward trend is the downward trend. Like these yeah. things are not bringing in ad revenue the way they used to. The viewership is not what it was. Well, and I, I mean, you know, I will not. I mean, I've said this for twenty years. I do not watch award shows unless I have a client that's nominated. And even then, sometimes I leave. You know, I don't, I'm, I just don't like them. I don't know why people sit there. I don't know how people can sit there for three hours. I mean, I know you do, so I don't know how you do it to just watch them announce shit. Yeah, I love them. I think yeah, they're I fun. Know. I've always thought they're entertaining. Uh, better when I don't have, like, a dog in the fight because I can be kind of 
spread my enjoyment around. Um, but I also think I've always been in a very small category at Latinos. Yeah, because I can't even say even before, like, I mean, obviously, I don't watch, you know, partly the reason why I don't watch war shows is that I'm tired of sitting through them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also, I, I don't think that I ever really enjoyed them. I was never the person that was like, oh, I have to I have to clear I have to go to an Oscar party, a party. I have to clear the decks. I have to watch the Oscars. I have to, you know, like I remember watching the Tonys when I was a kid, like once Um and the musical numbers were sort of fun. Um, but other than that, no. Um, and I watched the Oscars maybe a handful of times. Um, I don't even think I've ever, I ever like watched the Emmys when I was a kid or a teenager. Um, you know, I mostly would watch the red carpet stuff, but even that I stopped <laughs> doing, <laughs> you know, I mean, that to me was probably the most interesting part is the, you know, the interviews beforehand and sort of seeing the gowns, but to actually watch uh, no. And I stopped watching Red Cap re- Red Carpet because the recaps are great. You don't need to watch. You can just, you know, scroll through, you know, Getty Images or, you know, or, or read a recap. Yeah, if it's just the fashion show. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't actually need to sit there and, like, spend the time to do that. So, I don't know. I've never found them enjoyable. I don't know why people do. No offense. None taken. And one less to sit through, potentially, now. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, I... So we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, you know, like, I, I mean, you know, I, I do, like I said, I think that this, it, it takes away, it takes away some marketing steam, for sure, from the studios. It, if it's really absent from the calendar moving forward, it reshapes, you know, the, the weight of... Uh, not not so much TV, but definitely Hollywood film and their momentum and their campaigning and their marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it will definitely impact the marketing, the four year consideration marketing and all of that. I mean, that was always that sort of like the precursor to the Oscars and it was mm-hmm. all part of that buildup and it sort of started in December with what New York uh, film critic was always first, I think. National board, national board, and then the New York yeah. film critic, yeah, national board, yeah. So it was sort of like that was like that started the spiral going into the award season, and and you know with Hollywood Foreign Press and the Golden Globes, and you know, and then onward to the Oscars. Um, but but yeah, this certainly kind of um, I I'm going to be very curious to see what the awards season looks like without this big because it 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 was an anchor it was big it was big you know I mean it it had it had national broadcast everybody talked about it you know so um and it was definitely something that studios wanted to market uh you know I will I will say rightly or wrongly and I don't know if they were all bought um but there were some winners that never got Oscar or Emmy traction whether it was film or tv that you know, the Globes did honor or made sure they got to first. So um, there are a few cases where they threw some nice curveballs and gave extended life to some performers. But yeah, obviously, there's a lot of backstage dealing and shenanigans that are quite shameful. So we'll see how they try and rectify it. And I mean, just truthfully, for the most part, they were just really like miserable people to deal with, too. Mm, that's actually the worst part of it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just I mean, just on that alone, they were actually quite miserable people to deal with. So, um, you know, it, it just all the way around my experience with them was not joy. It was not 
definitely not joyous. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like. You know, but, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. So, anyway, um, I think it's I think it's good that they're cleaning house. Um, I, I would be curious to see if it actually all goes away. Although I have I know. that there's going to be a lot of kicking and screaming there because the only reason why a lot of those quote-unquote press people had access was because they were Golden Globe members. It was not because of the outlets that they were writing for. Yeah, I mean, they would lose everything if yeah. they lost this purge. There would be a lot of access lost. Um, so I don't know that they will go quietly. But at the same time, if there was a consultant that was brought in to try and fix the the problems and the consultant was like, there ain't no fixing here. Like, this is just too far gone. Um, yeah, I, and I don't know. They No one has said anything specifically about what was attempted and what failed in such a short period of time. So I But don't if know. they've washed their hands of it, I kind of feel like, you know, the organization is going to tank. Like if they, that's, I think that's the, this, yeah, the general you know, consensus. If they can't fix this and they don't want right. to fix this, because that sort of says to me that the consultant went in there and said, this is what you need to do. And they were like, well, we're not Resistant. doing it. Yeah. You know, and if they're, and if they're not, and if they're saying, well, we're not doing it, well, then you're not then relevant don't. anymore. Yeah. So, you know, so, so pack up and leave. <laughs> But yeah. that's all speculation. Who knows? We will. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. And time is telling you to go to bed. Time is tell. telling me to go to bed. <laughs> I'm tired tonight. So we'll call it a night and uh, pull off the boulevard. Um, and, uh, you know, last week we had I had thrown out a question about what would finally bring me back to see films in the theater or or live theater again and i still don't have an answer we still like don't still know <laughs> that's fine i understand i don't have an answer well i mean yeah minus minus keep showing me shit so i can stay home <laughs> i'm perfectly happy at home <laughs> so i i will let you know when that changes but that's still my answer okay cool all right, you guys, if there's anything out in the ether that you want to talk about or if we've said something controversial that really hits you where you live, you know how to reach us. Uh, I'll tell you again, though, back on the block pod on Facebook. Um, so let us know. Let us know how you're dealing with things this May. Um, and until then, we'll see you in a week when we are back on the boulevard. Take Bye. care till then. <laughs>